0: Now, retire with
1: the Aldens.
0: We're going to start with questions that came in from thekig.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-G.com. And the first one up, Gary, is what is the difference between managed money and mutual funds? Well, Ali, managed money and mutual funds are two different ways you can invest your money and still have professional management on your investments. On the surface, they seem pretty similar. Both involve private money managers investing your money in a, in a variety of, say, stocks however managed money and mutual funds differ in terms of how they operate generally money managers are totally transparent with their holdings and their fees and mutual funds are not which one is more appropriate for you as an investor depends on a variety of factors including your personal investing style expenses tax considerations but in general managed money is usually a better deal for you than a mutual fund when it comes down to cost normally a managed money account once you consider all all the costs, including the hidden costs that every mutual fund has, managed money is usually less costly, but there's a higher barrier to entry. Most managed money have like $25,000, dollars $100,000 minimums, or a mutual fund, a lot of mutual funds, you can start with 50 bucks. But one of the main distinctions between a mutual fund and a managed money account is the way that ownership is represented. When you buy a mutual fund, you are buying shares of the fund itself. Each share represents a percentage of ownership of the collective investments of the entire fund. So hence the word mutual, you mutually own it with thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of other people. However, when you give your money to an account manager in a managed money account, that manager is going to buy securities on your behalf, deposit them into your account, and you actually own the shares in your each individual security, rather than owning shares of a pool of investments in a mutual fund. So that's what makes a managed money account generally a lot, lot more tax efficient than a mutual fund. We could go on and on and on, but that's the main key basics. And if anybody has uh, more interest in managed money, we'd be happy to sit down and have a discussion with them. Got it. Well, thank you for clarifying those. I know there was another question regarding social security and divorce benefits. What did this person need to know? Well, I tell you, they sent this into our website. I looked at this about, (laughs) reread it and went, well, why'd they do that? but I did not know the answer. So we had to go out and do some research. In fact, this probably took us a couple hours worth of research till we finally found the answer. So this lady wrote in and she said she was married twice to the same man now there's maybe the first mistake but anyway uh twice to the same guy collectively the two marriages were in excess of 10 years and that's what you have to have at least 10 years of marriage to an ex-spouse to be able to collect on that ex-spouse but independently each of the marriages did not make the 10-year mark but Combined, they did. So she wants to know, is she eligible to draw on her ex-spouse's social security benefit? And the answer is yes or maybe a no, depending. And here's what we found in the research. The research says, If the remarriage occurred before the end of the calendar year following the divorce, in other words, the next year, Mm -hmm. the two marriages can be added together to make up the 10 years. And you can also even count the time in between. But apparently, if it goes past the following year of the first divorce, that you can't add the two together because that's what we found on the Social Security website. So uh, if anybody is out there and married to the same person twice, I actually know one person who did that. I usually. been El Paso. We won't bring Mr. Mike up. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, divorce benefits and Social Security is, is, if you've been listening to our show anytime, there are thousands and thousands of possibilities and combinations of rules and regulations on the Social Security website. When Social Security was first put in existence back in, I think, 1932, Social Security, the rules and regulations were about 25 pages long. Basically, when you turn 65, you got a check, you died, it went away. That was really basic the rules. Today there are over 18 18- thousand pages of rules and regulations on social security. And most of the time when you call in social security office and ask them a question, many, many times you will get the wrong answer if it's a complicated question. So if you didn't get the right answer from social security, maybe you didn't like their answer, give us a call or send it into our website and let us do some research for you and maybe get a second opinion on that social security question. Thanks for listening to Retire with the Aldens, powered by Kingwood Investment Group. To schedule your complimentary financial Financial plan, call 281-626-7905 or visit thekig.com.